The first rays of sunlight bathed the eastern side of the wide wall, causing it to shimmer with golden magical light. The monolithic shadow, however, stretched far and wide over the forest of the dead to the west. Merlin glided over the battlements to the cheers of the guardians stationed in the jutting towers and ramparts. The champions of a dragon had been treated like heroes by the guardians of the wide wall. Feasts, stories, and laughs had been shared during their three-day stay. But their brief reprieve from the dangers of the road had come to an end, for today they were to set out beyond the wall. Steering Paki back east for one last glance at the world he knew, Merlin wondered about Princess Caressa. He had been surprised and delighted to hear that she had sought to track him down. But to what end? Surely she had not wanted to go with him. King Nimrod would never stand for such a thing. <sighs> Come on, Paggy, might as well get this over with, he said with a sigh as he pulled the left strap to bring him gliding back to the battlements. He landed near the entrance to his companion's barracks just as they were emerging. How does it look out there? Sir Eldrick asked, looking as chipper as ever, despite the circumstances. Not a cloud in the sky, said Merland, not wanting to tell them about the dark shadow that fell over the forest of the dead, or how those ominous hollows had seemed to watch him as he flew overhead. Excellent, said Sir Eldrick, and shouldered his pack. They took the lift down to the ground level, where the Lord General was waiting for them along with hundreds of guardians in two smart formations that lined the walls of the wide tunnel leading to the western gate. Headmaster Hinckley had come to see them off as well, and stood beside the Lord General leaning on a tall crooked staff. The soldiers began to clap and cheer when the champions entered the antechamber, and the General walked forward shaking each of their hands in turn before saluting them all. Champions of the dragon, go forth beyond the wall! and know that you have our blessing and confidence, for Casimir has always chosen wisely, and the champions have always been victorious in vanquishing Drac Noir. He then presented Brannan with a sleek white horse to replace his mount, and for Willow a large thick-legged Valovian warhorse to replace her raptor. Knowing that Merland would be flying with his backpack, the general handed him a jewelled dagger, saying that it had once belonged to Lord General Whiting. The general presented Gibrig with a mount as well, as the dwarf had been convinced to leave snorts in the care of the general, who had promised to keep him well while Gibrig was gone. To Sir Eldrick the general presented a golden flask, one that he ensured the knight was filled with water. The two men had spent enough time together to know of each other's problems with the bottle, and the knight was heartened by the gift. "'Thank you, general!' said Sir Eldrick, and he waved at the gathered guardians. Thank you all! Headmaster Hinckley slowly stepped forward and stopped before Merland. Know that you have the blessing of Kazam College. Remember what I have told you. Confidence is vital. Thank you, Headmaster, said Merland with a bow. The guardians cheered as the champions walked their mounts down the long tunnel. Raise the western gates, the general commanded, and the giant iron doors opened before them. No sunlight bathed their skin as they came to the gate. Instead, the dark forest awaited them. Sir Eldrick led the group past the threshold, and the iron doors banged closed behind them. Brannan gave a small cry, startled by the doors, and looked to Sir Eldrick nervously. Mount up, 
said Sir Eldrick, snapping them all out of their dark ponderings. Merland to the sky. I want your eyes on the road ahead. Willow, you take up the rear. Brannan to my right. Gib to my left. Be prepared for anything.'